Hello, everyone, and welcome to E Equals MC Paired, a podcast that crafts effective, motivated creatives seeking refuge from procrastination and mediocrity. I'm your host, Kimberly Gray, and thank you again for tuning into the podcast. Please, if you have not subscribed, please hit pause and do that now so that you can get alerts when we launch new episodes. And also share the podcast with like-minded creatives who you know can benefit from the content that I share every week. I post a new episode every Friday. So what's going on this week? Summer's going on this week. Snacks are going on this week. I'm bored is going on this week. I Don't get me wrong. I am enjoying spending time with the kiddos creating memories, getting them engaged with things over the summer to challenge them and keep their momentum going for the next school year. But it has definitely been quite interesting understanding how to maintain my plan and day and routine because now I have little ones who need time and they need all these things that they're asking for and all these demands need to be made. So we've been trying to juggle, try a few things. One thing that I feel has been really, really great is engaging them in their creativity, whether that be art, um, drawing, Getting them reading books, of course, because we want to keep the momentum going. But another thing that I did that I thought was quite interesting and cool was we created our own museum at home. And um, I just kind of picked a phrase or a fable or something like that as the inspiration. And then the kids draw something to kind of match what that phrase is. And I think they they find it to be pretty cool because we recently went to an art museum. So now they're kind of saying, oh, well, this is our way to express ourselves. And it's just something real cool that I decided to do for them over the summer. So they look forward to it. We have to do one this week. We haven't really been able to do, but I find the weekends um, are the best times to do that. So this summer's been cool. It's been very, very busy. The kids have been using up my time, but you know what? We're getting it done. I am crossing my fingers in this very moment because if you guys hear a random mom in the background, (laughs) It's my kids. So hopefully they'll be quiet and they'll let us go on with the podcast. So this week I'd like to talk a bit about June being African American Music Appreciation Month. I have not been hearing many people talking about this in the media. So I definitely wanted to bring some awareness to the masses via the podcast. So yes, this month is... is where we celebrate Black American music in the United States. It was initiated as Black Music Month by President Jimmy Carter, who on June 7th in 1979 declared that June would be the month of Black music. And then in 2009, the commemoration was given its current name by President Barack Obama in his 2016 proclamation. And he noted that black music and musicians have helped the country to dance, to express our faith through song, and to march against injustice, and to defend our country's enduring promise of freedom and opportunity for all. When I think of black music and how impactful it has been 
just in history, I think of the railroad workers who mentally were able to withstand hardships by leaning on the Negro spirituals handed down to them by their ancestors. And it really was able to take them through those hard laborious days and proves just how powerful music is, especially when you can relate to music in a spiritual way, when it connects to your struggles, when it connects to hardships and it just gives you that therapy to get through it all and from early gospel transitioning down to blues jazz funk of the 70s and then the mesh of disco and mc poetry to create hip-hop we've come such a long way culturally and we need to realize how much impact black music has delivered to music today you can find traces of our music in so many songs and genres that may not have immediately been connected to the black culture. And there is so much beauty and honoring that because even if the blackness is not credited, the value is still apparent and has been for several years up until today. And that's something that we need to be proud of. I really, really appreciate artists like Lauren Hill, Common, and Maxwell, who really stay focused on the preservation of black music in their work, amongst many other artists, of course, but those were just three that popped out. And the fear that I have is that creativity does not become so focused in this generation, because we're at a time where black music has taken on a mind of its own. We have what we call mumble rap that I'm still not I'm, I'm still not there, but I just really hope that that creativity aspect doesn't become so focused on by the upcoming artists that they forget to add the ingredients that make black music, black music. And that's the soul, the spirituality, the stories of our past, creating opportunities for our present and really paving the way for the future as a musical staple on a global scale. So folks, if you have not really um, focused on June as Black Music Month, <laughs> sorry, Black American Music Month, I urge you to share the word on social media. Talk about our musical history with your friends, family, and children, and be proud of what we have gifted to the world. And, you know, just put it out there because I think more people need to celebrate with us this month. So, as usual, I get into the quote of the week, and this week's quote comes from the beautiful Lena Horn. Lena Horn, um, her full name was Lena Mary Calhoun Horn. My grandmother's name is actually Lena too. So I've always had a special place in my heart for Lena Horn too. Um, she was born June 30th, 1917, and, uh, and she passed on May 9th, 2010. She was an American singer, dancer, actress, and civil rights activist. And her career spent over 70 years appearing in film, television and theater and she joined the chorus of the cotton club at the age of 16 and became a nightclub performer before moving her talents onto hollywood and film so there's so many facts that i could think about um involving miss horn as she held many accolades in her career being the first black woman to actually sign a contract with metro goldwyn mayor in 1943 
But the thing that I found most impressive about Horn is that she knew her worth and she never took roles that would stereotype or discredit black women, especially in a time when most black actresses either played roles like nannies, housekeepers or slaves. She stuck to her guns and I really admired her for that. And although she still faced some adversity later on in her career by becoming blacklisted, she always stayed true to her beliefs and her image. So the quote from Miss Horn that I would like to share is this. She says, it's not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. Again, it's not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. I wanted to talk about this because we go through so much adversity. We go through many challenges in life. Things come up that create a heavy load and it can turn into deeper things. It can turn into depression. It could turn into insecurities, self-doubt. It could cause us to become negative people and make other people's lives miserable. And when she says, it's not the load that breaks you down, it's the way you carry it, it makes us aware that we have choice. And that's really what we're going to talk about this week as it pertains to what you choose to focus on. When you come across adversity, when you come across hardships, you have to decide, am I going to make this a situation that causes me to be negative, to be bitter, to act out? because of what's happening or am I going to use it to fuel me to make change to you know affect others in a positive way whether that be educating others by my own experience so that they don't have to deal with the same thing or even in a space of looking at things that come in a positive way so I just really, really like this quote from her because I think it's a good reminder for all of us that we have the choice on how we carry the load. We can either carry it with anger, with hurt, or we can say, you know what, if it wasn't me, it would be somebody else. And this could be the very thing that takes me and catapults me into another level, one that I would not be able to deal with had I not gain the you know the challenges that's going to strengthen me to deal with what life has ahead so I just wanted to share that quote and I hope it inspired all of you guys and we're about to move into the topic of the week but first I'd like to offer a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back Welcome back, folks, and let's get right into this week's topic. So this topic of the week is called Finding Freedom in Your Focus. The key and the message here is your outcomes can be predicted by where you choose to focus your attention. I have been dealing with a lot of things lately that prompted me to talk about this. And, and I know that it's something that a lot of my friends and family deal with also just by conversations that I have. 
And the truth is, is that it is inevitable to have a bad day. I mean, there's absolutely no guarantees that perfect days will always fall in our laps as much as we would like that. And we'll never really encounter things that are simply out of our control. The mistake that many of us make is not choosing wisely how we deal with those moments. We have a choice here and know that choosing to be positive does not excuse the situation or the person that's trying to create chaos in your life, but you are responsible for the attention. And I stress on that, the attention that you give to the peace that can help you deal with those people in situations. I mean... (laughs) We've all had that experience. We wake up in the morning and everything seems to be going perfect. We have energy, you know, we're like, today is going to be a great day. We're able to fuel our bodies with good food, maybe even get in a great workout because we know how important that is for our mental. You know, we leave, we get out into the world. Traffic might be light that day. We skip about four red lights and get to work 15 minutes early. And it's like, wow, today's an amazing day. And then boom, something comes out of left field. It may be an email notifying you that you were denied a job offer. Uh, An associate may send you a text challenging you about your integrity and intentions on a situation. Or you might get a call from a creditor letting you know that you may have to cancel an upcoming trip because you're now in debt and have to pay extra bill or it could be a family member just you know giving you bad news or just negative feelings or negative things that come into your your day and it's like you didn't wait a minute I was having a great day And now you just come out of center and just swing this thing all out of orbit and I'm aimlessly thrown into the unknown. It brings feelings of anger, nervousness, uncertainty, um, depression, doubt. All these things come in like the rain and we feel like we have no protection from it. And that's the worst feeling in the world. And not only are these really bad feelings or, you know, things that we experience, but they are the types of situations that are the death of productivity. Our minds are now so clogged with negative feelings and thoughts that there's no room for us to be able to produce with clarity. I found that it's very difficult to control our emotions when they're, when things happen. However, I've adapted to a few different practices. And that's what I want to share with you guys that help me tremendously deal with these types of situations and really being able to audit focus. Allowing yourself to be a step ahead of obstacles can always allow you to protect yourself from a fall rather than just deal with it as it comes. And I'm not saying by any means to be a negative thinker because I am always for positive thinking, positive affirmations, but we also have to be wise enough to know that when we are focused on being productive, being positive, there are going to be other people who do not understand our plight and may knowingly or unknowingly bring in the negativity into our atmosphere. So it's better to be prepared than to just go in there all willy-nilly and ignorant like these things can't happen. So what I like to call this is a mental awareness first aid kit. 
you have a first aid kit because you understand I need something in the event that something happens. And that's kind of why, that's kind of how I want you guys to think about this is it's your mental wellness first aid kit to provide you for the tools that you need to have available to prepare you for the funk. <laughs> All right, so there's six things that I like to keep in my mental wellness first aid kit to get me through the rough patches and the destroyers of the day, if you will. And the first one is to start the day with prayer and meditation and a positive pep talk. It's very, very important for you to take maybe an hour, if you don't have an hour, 30 minutes of your morning to really, really speak about how you want your day to go. Try not to focus on the problems of yesterday. Try not to think about the future too much. But in that moment, really just sit there and pray and meditate and positively talk and say, this is what I would like to produce for today. Not this is what's going to definitely happen because when you do that, you, you're you more susceptible for letdown. But you are speaking in a way that this is your expectation of the day. And these this is the way that you're going to deal with these situations. If something negative happens, you're going to prepare yourself to have an open mind to deal with them in a positive way, to deal with them in a way where you breathe and you slow down and you're not quick to anger and you're not quick to, you, you know, getting emotional and just really meditate and pray on all the great things that are currently going on in your life and see life in that way. The second thing that I like to keep handy in my mental wellness first aid kit is to find humor in bad situations. It's not easy um, but I do find that when something happens, let's say I'm getting ready in the morning and I, I drop something on my shirt rather than being like, Oh, or like getting angry, you know, sometimes you just got to laugh about it. Cause it's like, okay, it, I, this had to happen. Like what's going on? But then maybe this wasn't the outfit that I was supposed to wear today. And this is, you know, my, this is a way of me realizing that I just need to change my outfit and just laugh about it. Now I'm not saying that it's easy again, but you do yourself so much benefit when you can laugh in those bad situations because you're changing that energy. You're changing energy that could be made to just give put you down this spiral of bad events and challenging it and saying no uh uh you're not going to mess up my day and I'm going to laugh at this and I'm going to go and change my clothes thinking the alternative like you know maybe I wasn't supposed to wear that shirt I was supposed to wear something else and then just keep it going the third thing that I like to keep in the first aid kit is to realize that we never know the entire story you're driving down the street, you're five minutes late. If you don't get to work on time, you'll get another, I don't know, ding on your attendance or whatever it may be. And the person in front of you is driving super, super slow. 
Most cases, you'll get angry. You start like, what's wrong with you? Why are you driving so slow? You know, all the things. And I'm being very, very pleasant. I know a lot of us say way worse things. I do too. But <laughs> we get angry and we don't try to think about what the person ahead of us might be going through. That person could have just got out of surgery. That person could have just... Well, let me not say that. Not surgery, because then they shouldn't be driving. <laughs> but maybe that person just really got some bad news or something happened to them that's not, they're not in the right space. We've all been there. I know I have. I've been in situations where, you know, I may not function the way that I should be functioning based on how I feel. And I want people to understand what I'm going through. And we just have to think about it in that way that maybe the driving situation was the best analogy. <laughs> but it might be the way someone's talking to us over the phone. It might be, you know, attitudes that people around us are having. We have to always remember that we never know the entire story. So we do need to be a little bit more gentle with people and understand that we're not the only ones going through things, that others go through things as well. The fourth thing on inside that kit is to focus on the present. Focusing on the present is something that I recently read on in, um, in the Bible. It came from Matthew 6 and 34. And the verse states, Do not worry about the troubles of tomorrow because tomorrow's troubles will take care of themselves in so many words. And I think the important thing about this scripture is to remind us that when we realize that we can't just do everything by ourselves, we can't take care of things by ourselves, we can only control the controllables and believe and trust that everything will work out. And in my case, I know God will work my problems out for me better than I can. Now, not to say that I'm just going to sit there willy-nilly and not do anything about my situation, but I'm going to do with what I have and I only have today. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I could be worrying about, you know, a situation that may never arise because something else might come in and curtail that situation. So it's really important for us to not get so caught up in tomorrow and what if and what if I don't do this and how is this going to happen, but rather look at what you have in front of you and think of the most beneficial thing that you could do to make that situation come out in a positive way. Um, and that goes right back to some of the things that we talked about in the first aid kit, praying, giving those positive affirmations, finding humor in bad situations, and realizing that you just don't know the entire story. So instead of getting flustered about all these other possibilities, focus on the present. The fifth one is to find positive mentors, friends, and a crisis contact. I like the crisis contact concept. The crisis contact is a person that you can, first of all, trust. Second of all, may have had experience in a situation that you're currently dealing with and is non-judgmental. It's very hard to find this contact, but they're out there. Trust me, they are. And if you can just really find positive people to be in your circle, it changes the 
atmosphere. It changes your atmosphere in such great ways because these are people who, while you're going through these issues, are not going to feed into the negative parts of it. These are the ones that are going to tell you, sweetheart, don't worry about it. I got you. Hey, you know, I know you're going through this, but think about this. Think about this alternative. Think about both sides of the story. You know, maybe even share what they did when they went through a similar situation. Because when you have those negative friends, people who don't want the best for you, people who really aren't there for you, those are the ones that add to the negative. Those are the ones that say, well, you should do this and I wouldn't take that. I would confront this situation and no, 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 no. And then it turns into just this mess. And it's so, so important to make sure that the people that you have around you are going to mentor you in a way to make you better and to affect the things around you that are uncontrollable in a positive way. And then the sixth thing is to be a source of positivity. We want positive people around us, but what about you? We need to remember that we need to, regardless of our circumstances, sometimes put our feelings aside and realize that we too have friends that are in need and not always make it about us. Call a friend out of the blue and just say, hey, how's it going? Hey, do you need prayer? No, I'm, I'm not thinking of anything. I know nothing about it because I know sometimes people will be skeptical. But why do you ask me if I need prayer? Look, we always need prayer. We always need positive people in our lives. And I just want to be a source of that. So remember that don't get caught up so much in the things that you need, but also be a source of positivity and hand someone an extra mental wellness first aid kit and be a part of that kit. So with that, folks, thank you again for tuning into another episode of E equals MC Paired. As always, I leave you and the show with a task for you to remember. Effectiveness equals motivation by creatives paired. Apply the equation and manifest nothing short but amazing.